There are moments that captivate our hearts and rejuvenate our souls. A night that fuels our imagination and takes us back to the enchanting days of our youth. An event that makes us believe in magic and miracles and reminds us never to relinquish our dreams. This is WrestleMania, a place of wonder where moments echo through the ages and memories are indelibly etched in the annals of time. This is WrestleMania, a testament to excellence where men defy limitations to forge an enduring legacy. This is WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals, a celebration of life. I think this is fake. You can't say that. I can say that. Wrestling's not fake! It's still real to me, damn it! Unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary! This ain't WCW! This ain't Monday Night Raw! This ain't SmackDown! Do I have everybody's attention now? The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. You are listening to Marks on Commentary. You are listening to the Undertaker of Podcasts. Uh, this is Marks on Commentary. I'm Eddie Brophy. I'm Jason Smith. I'm Sean. <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode of Sean unless he missed his cue. Yes. <laughs> All right. There's a cue code. My room off in the distance. Somebody's like, oh, it's your turn. You have to say your name now. And the cue card was upside down. So this is typically when we open the show with uh, explaining our long absence. And uh, I'm going to leave that one up to Jason. Uh, to say the least, I think me and Eddie have been pretty busy over the last year. Um, oh, busy. Uh, yeah, you've done some stuff. Yeah, you know. Uh, I have a, you can you can mention a, mention the less lesser important thing first, and then swing around for the more important thing. Now you have me on the spot because I don't know which is which. <laughs> I would hope <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> relevant, pretty simple to understand. <laughs> I mean, I I have a I have a ten day year old that's honey right that was, ten. That was probably the more important one. How old is he? He's ten days, right? Or is he nine days? Ten. He's ten days. We, we have confirmation. He is ten days old. Yes, I, I had a child. Uh, so what was the lesser important thing that I was supposed uh, to mention? You know, the album that you worked on over the summer. Oh, well, way to sully my artistry, Jason. Yes, well, I... I, <laughs> I would think that your child comes before your art, but... I, well, you would think that, now wouldn't you? Art before children. That's always been my motto. No, I, I, um, I recorded an album back in, I think it was April of last year. It came out Memorial Day weekend last year. It, you know, it, it was as successful as the show was probably going to be. So, you know, it, it, it had its its good, you know, 24 hours of success before it declined, or should I say it nosedived into obscurity, but it was a good people, 24 hours. People can still get it, right? It's, it is available. Yeah, it's... It is on Spotify. Uh, just look up Snuff Film Society because, you know, it's just such a catchy name for an album. I mean, nothing says, I want to listen to this like, um, you know, murder porn. But I, I, do, foresee, I do foresee it, though, uh, being remade into a kid's bop type of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never even entertained the idea of, you know, pitching kid's bop and saying, you know what would go great on one of your compilations is a song entitled Needle Juice. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I'm just, I mean, Bruno Mars is on there. What was it? Um, Uptown Funk when he sings about, you know, white gold. And he's essentially singing about cocaine. There, There's a kid's bop version of that. Yeah, to them, it's probably all powdered sugar on their donuts and getting a sugar rush yeah it's it's it, you know pixie sticks i don't know if that's still a thing where you snort your pixie sticks but i, I would hope so you know it, it, the children are so evolved now that by the time my son's old enough you know it's not even going to be like a, a tangible pixie stick it's probably gonna be an app on your phone yeah <laughs> so you know because that is a thing like they have that thing where it's you know you could watch like a visual and it's supposed to give you like a sort of high or something where it's it's essentially yeah. inducing 
it's just like watching Pokemon. It's just inducing a seizure on you. <laughs> so go ahead, pinch, not pitch, but <laughs> break down your big news. Obviously, you've kind of spoiled it already, but. Did I spoil it? Uh, no, yeah. So I have a I have a ten year old named Dylan. He um. You have a ten year old. A, a ten day old. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's gonna have some questions for me later. <laughs> yeah, if um you're not if you don't have children, there's this thing called baby brain, which essentially renders you, for lack of a politically correct word, it renders you retarded. <laughs> and I, I, I've been dealing with that. The best example of this is I work in a building that has two floors and I spent 15 minutes, no lie, on the elevator, pushing the one button and wondering why I couldn't get to the second floor. <laughs> so. Awesome. So, so, I mean, you know, not, not to sell you the, the great news of Jason and uh, Sean here, but I, I believe Jason has some news. No, uh, and... They're probably of some interest to the show. Uh, first one, uh, it's kind of been no secret to the last year. I've kind of been working on a comic book, uh, wrestling related. I'm hoping, you know, maybe I can get it out this year. I was hoping to get it out. Actually, uh, I said a year ago today that I'd like to have it out by now. But, uh, you know, it's a long process and, it, you know, I'm hoping to be finished soon. But What it really is... Uh, fellow listeners is uh, Jason just that the creative process he just he doesn't understand the creative process he he finds that children are more important than the creative process <laughs> and I'm finding this is this is detrimental to Jason's whole whole concept of artistry you know if, if Jason wasn't so you know convinced that children should come before man's artistry then you know this comic book might actually be available on newsstands but yeah so. Alas, Jason appreciates children more than he appreciates artistry, which is which is <laughs> which is the polar opposite of me. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I only uh, ha- I only have kids so that they can when they're up all night and their mother's trying to get sleep that I have someone to hang out and watch the network with, which <laughs> was consequently um, the turn of events last night. I watched uh, WrestleMania 18 with my uh, yesterday nine day old son. So. <laughs> nice. I didn't watch it with my 10 year old. Um, <laughs> what is he like? <laughs> you know, I, there's, there's a reason why I don't talk to my 10 year old. <laughs> totally. You know, he doesn't speak English. Like, like Jason, he does. He didn't appreciate my artistry. So I just, I just abandoned him. <laughs> you know, I think you can leave babies at firehouses. Why not 10 year olds? <laughs> I mean, you guys have seen this is us, right? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, the right. show just got entirely too yeah. awkward for Sean. <laughs> well, I was going to mention the scene in the Super Mario Brothers movie with the baby being abandoned at the on the steps, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Sean's big news that he still remembers the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hey, I'm gonna try and make sure everybody remembers that movie because the moment this world starts to forget the Super Mario Super Mario Brothers movie, I don't want to be on this earth anymore. So, as part of a marks on commentary sort of offshoot, Sean's gonna um, start a petition to get um, the Super Mario Brothers movie um, immortalized in the what was it the registry of film or whatever? It's when they take like the most historically significant films. And they preserve them in like a museum. Sean's going to do that with um, the Bob Hoskins and um, John Leguizamo <laughs> starred video game adaptation. You know what else I'm also going to do that for? Friggin' Captain Ron with Kurt, with Kurt Russell. You mean that's not already screw, a thing yet? Screw anybody that doesn't think that Captain Ron's not a good movie. I love you know what? In, in comparison to Cabin Boy, I mean, I... I <laughs> I don't. I don't really know if you have a leg to stand on, Sean. Hey, Captain Ron's good, man. It's like if Snake Plissken decided to just go on vacation. You know, it's funny you mention that because I believe it was almost the anniversary of when I scratched my cornea. In which case, I actually looked like Captain Ron for like a week. <laughs> Too bad Martin Short didn't come over and ask how you were doing. Oh, dude, that'd be sick. We need to try and start a petition to get us to hang out with Martin Short. I'd, I'd have him teach me the Ed Grimley dance. 
Now, I, I do kind of want to touch on this because this is, um, you know, the, my version of doing um, show research is going on the Dirt Sheet websites while Jason, while I'm bothering you guys with small talk, it's really just a smoke screen to distract you from the fact that I haven't done my uh, appropriate light work here. And it looks like uh, Hall of Famer Jim Ross will, in fact, be at WrestleMania on Sunday night. And he's going really? to... Yeah, and he's going to be doing commentary. The, they're not oh, that's giving awesome. away exactly what match he's doing, but the guess here is that it's either going to be for the... Now, is is the Goldberg-Lesnar, is that set in stone as the main event of Mania? I've seen or? conflicting reports today that it actually might be Undertaker Reigns in the main. Now, I do have to... I can merely speculate on this, but if Reigns and Taker becomes the main event, I mean, it's... It's assumed or surmised every WrestleMania for the past 10 years, but could we figure that this could, in fact, be Taker's last Mania? Yes. I don't know. I still think it's he's going to go until he can't go anymore. Well, well I also we're, know... We're getting, like, we're getting oh, close, but... Well, I know when it, came, when it came down to, like, retirement talk with him or whatever, he, has, he went on, like, record saying he doesn't want to have some big old... Ric Flair send off like he got on that Raw. He would actually prefer to literally just go out on his back and you know ride off into the sunset, as you would, as they say. So I would not be surprised if in his last match he sure. loses. So, so will I, will I be bummed out? I mean, I, I'll be bummed out. I will because it's like, well, what the shit? He's been my favorite since I started freaking watching wrestling. Will I be bummed out that he, you know, is retired by Roman Reigns? I'll be more than bummed out. I will probably break my television. Um, but it's uh, after seeing how he looked this past Monday. There's a part of me that's just like, okay, Mark, it's 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 time to go hang out with your hot wife and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm actually reading now that there's. There's a lot of conjecture going on about what the main event Sunday night's going to be, and it does look like um, backstage that it's it's going towards Reigns and Undertaker. So there's although, sorry, mm-hmm? I was going to say although part of me really wants it to be Brock and uh, Goldberg, uh, simply because I know it'll be a short match, and that means I get to go to bed at a decent time. Because <laughs> <laughs> last year. The Triple H and Roman Reigns match went on way too friggin' long. I didn't yeah. get enough sleep. I felt like shit at work the next day because I had to get up at four. I actually think that's going to go long. I think, you know, all this has been built up. Brock's going to pull something out of his back pocket, you know, whether it's a no disqualification match right off the bat or something. something. Somehow it's going to be more than a couple minutes, I think. Well, no, it's interesting because if they flip-flop these two matches, because I just assumed if... Taker Reigns wasn't the main event, then it was going to be second to last. Yeah. Now, if they flip flop these matches due to the fact that Undertaker hasn't been in his prime and really, I mean, he's been able to make his appearances, but definitely not in the shape he's been in in previous matches. I think, could we, you know, kind of guess that perhaps the Lesnar um, uh, Goldberg match that could probably go on longer than anticipated, and in fact, it'd be the Taker Reigns match that's relatively short. Hmm. That's it. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. Maybe that's what's hindering like the final decision on what gets the main event spot. Well, because I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, it says here, but also it's pretty much common knowledge that the most anticipated match of any WrestleMania, typically when the card isn't stacked like this year, I'm. I mean, I I think it's fair to say I'm pretty disappointed or relatively disappointed with the card. Um, but I'm happier than last year's. I thought last year's lacked. There's yeah, more. To, there's more invested interest in certain matches. Maybe they're not as high profile as I would have liked, but I think overall that there's something of each that you go, okay, I would enjoy that. I'd enjoy this part of it. Which last year I didn't feel like we really got much, if at any. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much what it's looking like right now. Is as of right now, it looks like that Taker Reigns is probably going to main event the show. Which, if I did get, if you had to guess on how long it would last, do either of you have like in your mind? Because I'm go, I'm saying ten minutes tops. Yeah, ten fifteen. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with 15. Well, because it's it's been kind of hinted by Paul Heyman and even um, Lesnar himself, and I know um, Goldberg's even mentioned it that they're looking for like a you know knockdown dragout battle between those two. Yeah. So I wouldn't I be surprised. Is there a stipulation the, on it? Not yet, but I'm sure they'll 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 figure something out. You know, they'll do the what is it the WrestleMania 17 match with. Taker and Triple H where they knocked out the ref for 10 minutes and then as soon as Triple H goes for the pin, the ref wakes up. Oh, I'm expecting this one to spill out of the ring. Well, okay, yeah. so we're kind of jumping around here because Jason was kind enough to give us an itinerary, but I mean, I, we might as well get the predictions out of the way because you mentioned sure. Triple H. Uh, thoughts on Triple H and Seth Rollins? I'm kind of looking forward to this. I'm looking, because I think this will be the street fight like that you want to see, like well, it's a it's a non-sanctioned match, and the last time, and I mean, I could be way off, but the last non-sanctioned match Triple H was in, that was against Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam, yeah, correct? I believe so. I mean, that was a really, really good match. I for, I foresee Triple H uh, bringing in another guy to do his dirty work for him. And, yeah, I know, can... Pissing, pissing everybody off. I agree with that. Well, I imagine that's where they'll stick Samoa Joe because, unfortunately, he's not even on this show right now. Well, I was just thinking a bold prediction would be one of two scenarios is either Samoa Joe comes in and they beat the crap out of Rollins and then um, Finn Balor comes back and makes his big appearance. Yeah. Or somehow it turns into a tag team match with Samoa Joe and Triple H against uh, Rollins and Balor. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's a work so much that Rollins is still hurt. And typically when you got a guy that's less than 100%, that's usually when they throw him in a tag team equation so the other guy can kind of carry his tag team partner. I don't know if I like it. I think at WrestleMania I just want guy versus guy one-on-one. You know what I mean? A tag match is like no different than anything I'd see on Raw. Right. So. Uh, it's you know I'm just kind of speculating here because I mean, yeah. would it be more exciting to have just run-ins by both guys or would you want them... I mean, considering that this would be, you know, Samoa Joe's first WrestleMania, he's not even on the card. If it's the only option to get them on the card, I guess, but. Stranger things have happened. Like, like I said, I mean, there was obviously the rock last year with that was like, was that last year? Rock and Cena when they did their tag team match last year? Yeah, yeah, that was last year. Okay. Because that was like the big surprise, and you know, obviously it was a, it was a squat. It was like a five minute nothing of a squash match, but I mean, it was basically there. <laughs> it was essentially their way to just squeeze Cena into the card so he wouldn't have to miss a uh, WrestleMania event. All right, now how are what we? What is all that clicking and clanging noises? What the fuck is that? Somebody typing a bunch. Yeah, that would you... probably be me. Are you burping your? It literally. Yes, I'm burping my 10-year-old that I didn't tell my wife about. Oh. Oh, just audio, right? Yeah, it's just audio. Okay. Oh, okay. It, uh, you know what? I don't feel like getting hit in the face by my wife, so I'm not going to. Go gonna... ahead. My wife is, um, she's got the breast pump out, so that's why she was asking if this was audio or visual, because you guys be getting a, a little bit of a peep show. <laughs> so this is, this is our live. This is our live. This is adulthood. For those of you who are eagerly awaiting the next step in your life, it's it's a lot of breast pumping and a lot of burping and a lot of hiding ten year old children that you know you 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 married your wife under false pretenses about. So the next step in my life is on a broken staircase. <laughs> this just got dark real quick, now, didn't it? Did you say broken? Yes. <laughs> 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 well, again, not to jump around, but so I was reading too that Jeff Hardy's denying that they're going to yep. jump ship over to WWE. I mean, any thoughts on that one? Because I, I mean, this doesn't incorporate into. They were probably telling that. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh, there was post earlier where I guess Rebby Sky, his wife, was walking around access in the uh, the shopping area. With the oh child, no way! So, yeah. So and I heard they 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 changed the tag team title match to a ladder match just so they could yeah. do something. 
I, I'm personally hoping that like Gallows gets up at the top and tries to go for the gold and then he's just smacked in the face with like a drone or something. This is what I <laughs> literally this is what I've been saying since it's been rumored that, you know, they, they left TNA under, you know, begrudgingly they, they left. Uh, I said, if anything, if you're going to tease them, like if you're not going to bring them out right away or even if you did, the drone has to make an appearance. Yeah, But I think if you do that, you run the risk of hearing like we want Hardy chance the rest of the night. Yeah. Because you basically told everybody they're coming, but you're not getting them tonight. Maybe you'll get them tomorrow. You'll have to wait and see. You're going to have chance the rest of the night. Then I'm thinking that basically what you said, I, I think, or Sean, I think the funniest goddamn thing in the world would be if someone's they're up at the top of the ladder, they've got the belts in their hands. Like the match is pretty much over. And then, they just kind of get distracted. You see a drone circling around the belts. Mm-hmm. And then you could have Matt like on the Jumbotron being like, WrestleMania, I knew you'd come. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if, you know, say Gallows gets the belts and then the drone comes out circling around him and then, yeah, you have Hardy on the Titantron or whatever. They can still at least make an appearance and get that big WrestleMania pop without oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. having to be in the match. Although if JBL was commentating, he'd probably ruin the whole moment and be like, what the hell was that? Or he would talk for five minutes about all their accomplishments, like people, you know, like he's a fucking walk in history book. He's a two-time European champion. Let me tell you. Oh, and by the way, I don't like people that have mental disorders. Fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, I, I was reading about that a little bit. Well, it's not like it's news to anybody that JBL is like one of the biggest bullies in the WWE locker room. I mean, for Christ's sakes, like Blue Meanie. I well, I was like, I, I kind of thought oh, in the last couple years that he like tamed his shit down, but then now it's like, oh, all right, there he is again. Well, I I kind of went down the proverbial WWE rabbit hole, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard they created this whole Be a Star program to try and cover up how much of a backstage asshole JBL was to everybody, like anybody and everybody. Really? Would not be Cause I'm sure you heard the story about what he did to somebody in the showers, right? Oh, sure. No, I don't think I heard that one. I don't remember if it was, uh, I don't remember if it was Christian or somebody else that had like mentioned the story, but JBL had actually like got behind a dude in the showers because I guess this person was like accused of doing something to somebody like of the rape variety, but it wasn't like officially known or not. Mm-hmm. And JBL just goes in the locker room and is like all up on their hiney and smacking their ass and making them feel all sorts of uncomfortable and being a huge weirdo. Weirdly. I, I mean, I, that's actually kind of a rumor that I could totally see being the case. Now, and- we also know what type of porn JBL likes because oh he acts like <laughs> fucking muscly women bullshit. <laughs> I, it, that has to be a joke. He has to know like what he's sending out, right? Well, he deleted it like right after and just re-uploaded one without that fucking tab open. Yeah, that's pretty. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm still. I, I completely forgot about that, but I remember when I first saw that, I was just like, how do you, like, don't you check your shit before you post something on Twitter? <laughs> now, I, I did want to ask, because I'm not fully updated on this. So the, the kickoff show is two hours long. Yeah. Uh, who's actually on the kickoff show? And I'm, I, I'm assuming the cruiserweight matches because, yeah, you know, why not have it? Deserve... Well, yeah, why not have it on the actual show? And yeah. it, I mean, unless they plan on having that match be on the kickoff and doing like a quick like five or ten minute thing with the rest of the two or five guys. I'm kind of uh, looking forward to Max Max Mini and the Lucha Libre Midgets. <laughs> That's what they should have. Oh, speaking of Lucha, not to digress too much, but have either of you guys watched Lucha Underground on Netflix yet? I've seen. Nope. I saw episodes when it first came out. I haven't really di- dove into the whole show. I, I'll be honest, I tried to watch the first episode. It is so fucking bizarre. Yeah. I haven't I seen this. I haven't seen a single one. 
It's so weird. Like, I thought it was supposed to be, like, a straightforward, like, wrestling show. No. But it's got, like, it, it's, like, almost, like, a, a drama. Like, what was that show that um, Bruce Lee's daughter and Brendan Lee's sister used to host on Fox back in the day? Do you guys remember that show? Bruce Lee's daughter. Oh, God. She was, like, one of the commentators. I'll have to look it up. But it, it, it's almost, like, similar to the show that she used to be, like, a host on. <laughs> I don't know, but Netflix recently added the entire series of the real Ghostbusters. I was actually that was going to be my follow up, you know, my <laughs> my, my, my my brief non wrestling related. Yes, all seven seasons of the real Ghostbusters are officially on Netflix. Hooray! Oh, okay. So it was WMAC Masters was the show. It only had thirteen episodes, <laughs> and it used to be one of those things like after Saturday morning cartoons around like noon or one. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about now. And they had the belt, and there would be, like, coins or whatever to go in the belt or something like that. Yep, yep. Okay. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, because it was, like, one of those, like, when the little kids, like, when cartoons were open, little kids have lives, and they go out and play with their friends. Like, this is kind of for, like, the losers that are older that, you know, don't leave the house. And the house and... Which is why I knew about it. <laughs> Now, what else is on the kickoff? Is the SmackDown women's title on the kickoff, or is the Raw women's title? Supposedly, there was a lot of backlash from the fans, and that's gotten removed or put back onto the main show. So Supposedly. it's looking like. So it's probably going to be the Cruiserweight, and I think I'm reading here that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal yeah. is going to be on the kickoff, which yeah. it should, because that's such a useless throwaway match. Yeah, I mean they can make it more meaningful. I mean, I. For enough for nothing, they've done better with it this year in the fact that you might not like Baron and Corbett, but at least that is the logical progression in a character is you win the Battle Royal and a year later is in the Intercontinental title match. So, Is it just me, but does the Under the Giant statue that they're like this prestigious award that they're supposed to win after, does it just get crappier and crappier looking every year? <laughs> I have to see it again. Like, they had it on, I think it was on Raw they had it, and it or Raw smacked on one of the two, and it just looks so crappy. Like, the, even they know, like, yeah, this this gimmick match is running its course. It looks like there'd be chocolate underneath. <laughs> well, that's essentially what it looked like. It looked like a giant, like, gold wraps under the giant, like like an, like an a giant chocolate Easter bunny, except under the giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do, do we have any? Do you guys have any predictions on who's going to wind up being the victor in that? So Benjamin, <laughs> it's probably got to be Braun. It has. I to would be. think so. I, I mean, we get it. Big shows about the same size. He's like this generation's under the giant, but he really doesn't need to win that match. He already did. Yeah, what I mean—that's what I mean. And like, it fell flat when he did it. I think him winning it actually kind of killed it. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Because imagine what we'd be doing sitting here talking about uh, Damian Sandow had he won that year, like he probably should have. And I don't know where he would have fit in this year, but a tag title match this year or something. I don't know. I think we would would care a little bit more than we do right now about the, the battle royale. That's just a guy. I feel so bad for that guy. Because they just couldn't get his character. Like they just did not know how to book that poor guy. They, they probably just didn't want it. They just have that thing where they just don't want certain guys. No, that's entirely true. I, I would agree with that. Now, oh, I even saw what became of his character in TNA. I mean, cause I heard he was over there. So I figured, Oh, I'll watch whatever he was doing. I don't even like him on that. No, he's What's got it? some like flamboyant, character now which is apparently what he wanted to do in wwe so it kind of leaves me scratching my head but maybe i'll figure it out so moving on to the the women's title matches when now i know because i I love the idea of like the smackdown women's invitational where essentially they just empty out the locker room on Alexa bliss which i thought would have been awesome and almost like a gauntlet style match and now it's a six-pack challenge which i was kind of like oh that sucks I wonder if that rule is still in there, like any available SmackDown woman. I don't know, because to me, it seems like 
when Naomi came out, it was basically like, okay, now it's a six-pack challenge. Yeah. Well, if there are any available down women, they should have my number. Hey! Ah. They'll, they'll have a match next year. The um, Sean Spring at SmackDown Women's Invitational. Right. Now, do you guys see Alexa Bliss retaining, or do we see this going back to Naomi? Because a part of me kind of wants to see it go back to Naomi as much as I love Alexa Bliss. I don't know. I kind of think Alexa will walk out of this. I mean, it'd be great for her character as a heel. Yeah. I mean, she would have to. It would have to be like a really great heel finish to the match. But yeah, I, I'm. It's going to be one of the two. I think. I don't know. I kind of think it's either Alexis or it's. Uh, they're going to pick somebody random that you didn't even know was going to be added to this match. So. I mean that I just can't see it going on Natalia like at all. Yeah, but you know what? Weirder things have happened, so maybe, you know, they like to get people, like, their WrestleMania moments now. They almost kind of force it to happen, so maybe she's the Zack Ryder of this year. Well, I, I, if she did win, that would be my thought, because she would be the Zack Ryder, Because, right? I mean, the next logical decision would be Mickey James, considering that she just made her comeback, so to speak, with the company. She just returned to the company, so, I mean... But, I mean, there's Asuka, if they decide to pull that trigger and throw her on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, that that provided how things go tomorrow at TakeOver. Sure. <clears throat> Which, again, brings up uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who allegedly is scheduled to show up at um, the Postmania SmackDown Live. So, it's looking like he's probably not going to get the belt from Bobby Roode at TakeOver, and he is finally getting called up to the main roster. But- yeah, but you never know. Triple H is actually pretty smart in how he's been booking the NXT title in relation to guys coming up. You know, you think it's going to be this time. Oh, there's he's going to lose it now. And, you know, they do it at a house show. We never even thought it was going to happen. So well, that's true. I mean, about that. It, it's true because, I mean, the thing that I actually just forgot was Kevin Owens was still NXT champion when he got called up to the main roster. Exactly. Which was interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point because I completely forgot that. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Kevin Owens was – which brings up Kevin Owens and Jericho. Obviously, I think Kevin Owens is taking the U.S. title with that one. Yeah, yeah. I think. That. Or if anything, uh, Jericho will get the win and he'll lose it the next night on Raw. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that too. Thoughts on that one, Sean? I concur. <laughs> I think it'll be a fun match though. I think they're ready to go. I think it, I think they're – in a spot where they can draw a lot of attention and, you know, they may put on a classic. Who knows? I mean, is there a particular, cause I mean, I'm kind of jumping around the card here. Cause I mean, we still have the raw women's title match, which mm-hmm. I, again, Bailey's been kind of a disappointment to me since she's been called up to the main raw. I don't, there's just something, she just feels like she's too stiff in the ring. Like she's just, I feel like that might've been a little premature. Like yeah, I know it's the, I don't un- think un- they didn't, I don't think they let her, organically come into her own it was just like we're gonna do it on raw and then okay you ended the streak of charlotte and it really didn't mean anything at the time you know what i mean right put all that equity into something and then it didn't really play out to anything worthwhile had she done it at mania you made a big deal out of it and i don't know the whole division's kind of flat right now smackdown i think is the better of the two women's like representation. So now I, I actually just want to mention this cause I, I just can't kind of came across this. We mentioned the under the giant battle Royal and, you know, big show being in that match and you know how it was kind of useless for him to win the first time, but even more so if they give it to him this time, uh, his contract's up next, next February, I believe. And then he's done. He's retired. He's out. So, I guess he was. Uh, I'm just reading here that when he was on the, um, what was that? The Jim Norton and Sam Roberts series show, he announced that this will be, in fact, his last WrestleMania. Yeah. Could that I, somehow play into who wins that battle royal now? I don't think so. I think Show knows. Like, I'm, it, it doesn't make sense. What's it do for Show? Nothing. What's it do for the next guy? He doesn't need that moment to say, "Hey, I won the Andre the Giant battle royal." So. Now, I, I, I think I already know the answer to this, but are either of you remotely disappointed that Shaquille O'Neal will not be having a match at WrestleMania this year? Yes, because I wanted to come out versus Shazam. 
I wanted him to pull some Shaq Fu moves out. I was actually going to say, I kind of want to see him come out. Actually, no, I kind of want to see him come out dressed as steel. (laughs) (laughs) Just as long as we get to show dress up as a New Year's baby, because we never actually got to see that happen. (laughs) I mean, ideally, I would want Shaquille O'Neal to come out dressed as steel, have Big Show, all right, New Year's baby, or perhaps when he did his Hulk Hogan impression at Judgment Day of 2000. With the special guest referee of Sinbad dressed as um, Shazam. They should yeah. have like Mini Me be the uh, the special guest referee. As long as Big Show is carted down to the ring through a cop car with a horse behind it, then I'm all for it. <laughs> okay, so you guys mentioned this. So Sean and I and Jason were joking because, you know, Sean had posted, you know, all through the week they've been showing pictures of them setting up the elaborate WrestleMania, you know, stage. And I remember the first thing I thought when I saw it was like, that ramp is really, really long. How in the hell is Undertaker going to walk his dead ass down that ramp? Yeah. And then Just course, his entrance make him wonder what's her. And it, it's entirely possible that that's why they changed that match to the main event match, because by the time he gets <laughs> his dead ass down to the ring, they'll only have about five or ten minutes to wrestle before the show hey, needs to be over. You know what? He could do some kind of amalgamation of all his entrances and come out on like a a hell motorcycle or something like that, which I think would be fucking awesome. With those here's bat a, wings, that'd be cool. Here's, 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 here's the problem, though, is that every idea we have will still be cooler than what actually comes to fruition Sunday night. You know what, though? I They step up their game with him at least and i think obviously they they carted people down for the royal rumble and he just ran off from the side and the lights went out so they're cognitive to when and how they have to use him walking i think the one thing that like i would really really love to see because william moody just before he passed away had said was that undertaker kind of had it set in his mind that if and when or not necessarily if when he was ready to retire he was going to bring back his old gimmick, which was the Undertaker with the purple or the grayish gloves. Mm-hmm. I kind of that ship kind of sails me a long time ago. I kind of just gave up wanting to see that, but it would be cool if he brought back yeah. one of his just older to, gimmick. Just to hint at different things or different eras of Undertakers, I think like a cool way to acknowledge it all. Well, as you said, amalgamation. I think it'd be cool if he had say the more gothic style looking outfit that he had ninety seven ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Or even in 99 when he had the taker symbol on his chest with the gloves. And I mean, even incorporate, like if you do in terms of like his outfit, how he used to look in the early to late 90s, then you have his entrance be a throwback to the American badass on the motorcycle with the bandana, his sunglasses, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Sean, have you, any thoughts on your ideal final Undertaker entrance if this were in fact his last entrance I would want to hear old 1997 music again I would want there to be fluids he would need to come out in you know kind of a high his like 98 attire being his very first attire when he came in and everything maybe with those grey boots where they had that weird strap kind of going up the side or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. And, I don't know. Just on the Titantron instead of his regular, like, Titantron video or whatever. Just so, so highlights from beginning to now or whatnot. I mean, I, I yeah, kind of like what they did at Survivor Series when him and Kane were against the Wyatt family. I mean, I still thought that was a really cool entrance with the giant coffin that just kind of kept transforming from the different... Uh, gimmicks he had over his career. Yeah, too bad that <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that was a complete waste of a match. But I mean, the entrance was still cool enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think heard... I think his exit music would have to be that piano uh, version of the steam. Yeah, that would be awesome. That badass. Yeah. Now, do I even bother? Because I, I don't know how invested you guys are in Al Roker. <laughs> And I'm not even going to even say what match he's, like, I guess, announced so far. I think we're just all invested in Al Roker. <laughs> I'm buying the show specifically because of Al Roker. 
I mean, until uh, until Al Roker was announced that he would be appearing in Mania, I had zero interest in it. <laughs> Al Roker is going to be at Mania. What? Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's the he's the he's the guest ring announcer for the uh, mixed tag team match. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking in terms of WWE star power. Now you have John Cena, who's arguably becoming like neck and neck with The Rock as being a tour de force in Hollywood, and this is the mm-hmm. best they could do. For like star I think, power, I think he wanted to do it. I don't think it don't was. A a yeah, I don't give a shit if he wanted to do it. I'm just saying it's WrestleMania. Where's your star power? Didn't they bring back? Yeah, Pitbull's coming. Really? Well, to be fair, I think Al Roker was probably Kevin Dunn's idea. <laughs> now, I think we pretty much covered our bases with Mania. I mean, yeah. In terms of the cruiserweight, do we see Austin Aries taking the strap, or do we see Neville retain? I kind of want Neville to retain, just because I don't. Want, I you know I want I like long title reigns where when somebody's finally dethroned, it's like a rewarding visual as opposed to ah let's have a good moment finally and so let's do it at every other pay per view. It's I don't know. So, obviously, we should probably move ahead here. I don't even know if we covered the whole card. Uh, I think we... That's most of it. Yeah, we think we got most of it. Uh, the Hall of Fame tonight, 8 o'clock on the network. Obviously, that's why we're recording the show. Um, for those of you listening, because it's not a live show, it's about 7.20. We're trying to get this, you know, wrapped in, in the can before the Hall of Fame ceremony uh, airs. Um, Particular highlights for you guys? I mean, I know I'm I'm just dying to hear what the man who bribed a judge $800 to get him out of a DUI bust yeah. is, uh, what he has I up his sleeve. I am so excited to hear Jim Cornette. He is going to, he's going to steal the night. I guarantee it. He's probably going to say so much shit just about the fact that he's there. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Cornette, that's all, that's all I'm interested in. It's it's amazing. Hey, long, just so I can hear. Holla holla! One on one with the Undertaker, player. Oh, yeah. All right. So who's I, gonna get I the do... short end of the stick? Because they always have that one uh, inductee that's like, "Hi, thanks for the this." All right. Good night. I hate to say it, but uh, I'm gonna go DDP. Oh, really? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. D- I'm thinking Teddy Long and DDP. I think that Beth Phoenix is probably gonna get a significant amount of time. I hope she's I mean, the, the quick one. Oh my god, I, I still don't agree with her going in this soon. No, I would have said st- a Sable. That's probably feasibly possible. You know, she probably are, Sable is probably already at the venue, like with Brock. So it's like, you don't want to pick up a payday. I think what what shocks me more is yeah, you don't have so you don't have Tori uh, Wilson, you don't have Sable. Um, you don't have, don't have Stacy Kubler, and I mean, you don't have Ivory. obviously China, Ivory China. I mean, but that's still very controversial. China, China the one I get for the time being, putting it off. If right, that's something to explore down the road. I'm not opposed to that, but I think right now it's a little sensitive subject to them. I mean, Victoria. I mean, there's just a, there's a long, long list of divas and you know, former women's champion that I just don't understand why Beth Phoenix I, now. I could probably get behind Beth Phoenix if all those others were ahead of her. Oh. But, but it's not. It, do, it doesn't make sense to me right now. The timing of it is what doesn't make sense to me. If you showed me this in 10 years, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Well, I mean, do you guys think it has anything to do with the politics of the fact that Edge is her husband? Sure, that that has to play into it. I mean, that's the only way I could honestly justify. I'm sure they're like, well, if we have her inducted, we get Edge that weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Did they Did they even say who was inducting her? Uh, Natalia. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I went back and looked. I was like, who are all the uh, inductors? And there's some good ones. Well, obviously, Jim Cornette's probably the biggest one. Yeah, that's the that's the get. I'm a little disappointed that Cena got the nod for Angle. I was really hoping for Austin. Well, I mean, it's WWE. They're going to basically call their shots how they want to do it. Yeah. 
But I just figured that was a layup of like, you he's why not give Austin a uh, a key position? You know he can't wrestle, so why not have him there, advertised as being there, in a role that everybody wants to everybody wants to hear him talk. Yeah. Well, maybe that's actually why they didn't give it to him. Maybe. Maybe they're trying to watch their asses because I mean I, I'm just why what who picked Jim Cornette and why. I'm not saying it like it's a bad thing. I'm just genuinely curious about this one. I mean, there's the connection for the Rock and Roll Express, so I'm sure that they asked and threw it up the ladder, of, and nobody seemed to probably have a problem with it. Or they probably said, you know what? People are going to tune in just for that. I guarantee you that Jim Cornette got the phone call, he was probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck you, Kevin Dunn. No, I... <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you very much. I hope you. There's a little thing right by saying that. Goodbye. Now, who's actually induct? Who's inducting Rick Rude? Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's doing it. Oh, that's her. That's her. Okay. Uh, so we got Cena, Angle. Yeah. Who did they say for DDP? Uh, Bischoff. Okay. Yep. Okay, so yeah, that, I mean, it should be, be an interesting in- too. I like, you know what? I like listening to Eric talk. He's 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 fun on the mic. And I mean, if nothing else, it'll definitely be an interesting. And I am kind of curious about why they got rid of the celebrity wing this year. Yeah, that one. I was scratching my head. I'm like, you couldn't find anybody. Fuck. Like, you have Al Roker there. I'm surprised they weren't like, all right, Al Roker, you're in the Celebrity Hall of Fame this year. Uh, well, I think I'm more disappointed because the two big ones for me were obviously uh, Andy Kaufman and the second being Cindy Lauper. Yeah. I mean, I don't those think it's going to ruin. Those make sense. Maybe they made the push for it and it just wasn't the time. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that Cindy Lauper's day is going to be ruined by not being in the WWE Hall of Fame. But, sure. you know, I'm sure she'd be flattered if they asked her, but I, I don't necessarily. Th- and of course, I think it'd be bittersweet, too, if um, Roddy Piper wasn't there to induct her. Yeah, but you can. There, um, what is it? Uh, Wendy Richter is still alive, so you could have her do it. That's true. That is true. So you got you got some some names. I mean, you don't have Moolah, you don't have Captain Lou. So it's essentially getting to that point where it's well, if you ever want to do this, the time is now to kind of capitalize on it. Right. Uh, all right, I'm moving ahead here uh, before we because we're getting towards the last you know ten or eleven minutes of the show. Uh, NXT Takeover. I'm looking forward to it. Not as I, much as last year, but I, I think that it's going to be fun. I have no idea what's going on. I, uh, I couldn't even tell you last in the NXT show. Top billing, obviously, is Shinsuke and Bobby Roode. Always fun to watch Shinsuke, so. I honestly, I, I am a, it's funny because it's so weird because I'm a bigger, the two things, the two products I'm a bigger fan of of the two things that I don't watch as religiously as Raw, and I don't know if I'm just... It's indoctrinated in my mind to never miss a Monday Night Raw. I think that's what it is. But I feel that SmackDown has the better roster and has, frankly, the better storylines going forward right now. Oh, I agree. Totally. And same thing with NXT. I, I think the talent in NXT, I think they're stacked with the talent. I think the matches are phenomenal. I mean, obviously, some of the gimmicks could use work. I'm not the biggest fan of No Way Jose. And not even him as a wrestler. Just I think that's just the lamest gimmick I've ever heard. Yeah. Who the hell is that? He's the, No Way uh, Jose. Dominican yeah. guy that, like, dances and... Yeah. <laughs> I love Jason's I he's, he's, summary. I don't know. He's, like, the... Rich- you know, he's, 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 he's the Dominican one. He's the one that dances. <laughs> I don't know. He's You describe him. <laughs> I, I just kind of described him as like almost like a um, a more eccentric Carlito. Yeah, if that oh. if that's if that's a fair description. He's another one I would love to see. But I I I am because Sean jokes about Shelton Benjamin because Shelton Benjamin's now clear to compete again, and I'm just I'm kind of curious if they're actually gonna go back and try to get Shelton Benjamin back on SmackDown. Or if that one's just going to kind of go by the wayside. But I digress because this has nothing to do with NXT. <laughs> uh, uh, if, you got the three-way tag title match, which should be fun. I'm a big fan of DIY. I really, really like them. They're so good. They're going to be so great when they finally get to the roster. 
And not that it's like they're just likable guys, naturally likable guys. Not that this is going to get us any like traffic to the site or to the show. And like I'm like breaking it, like it's breaking news. Totally found out Shinsuke is a uh, cigarette smoker. Oh yeah, (laughs) one of the a guy that works at a convenience store I go to when I get cigarettes or whatever was wearing a Shinsuke shirt because you know. I'd seen the back of his hoodie. I'm like, oh, is that Shinsuke hoodie? He's like, oh, yeah, man. And I guess he went to the NXT show in Lowell. And naturally, afterwards, him and his girlfriend went to Kowloon. And I guess Shinsuke was outside smoking butts because because it was NXT. No fans were there. Oh, I wish I would have walked over. I was going to say, keep this in mind, Jason. Um, yeah, so I guess there was virtually no one there because, I mean, NXT is awesome. But it's not – I mean, John's a pretty big wrestling fan. And, I mean – for the same reason, I probably don't keep up with NXT. It has nothing to do with the actual product itself. It's just that when NXT, well, first off, I'm I'm like indoctrinated over so many goddamn years of watching it. Monday Night Raw is the flagship show. That's wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling has always been on Monday nights, but also when NXT first came out, it was like a glorified American Gladiator show. Sure. So now that they've they decided, like, oh, let's make it a wrestling show. It's just one of those. Like it's Wednesday night. I'm like, oh, NXT's on, but there's still like that weird aversion to it because i'm just like oh yeah nxt sucks and it's like wait a second no it doesn't no it it the takeover specials are really what you watch it for like i don't make it destination viewing to watch every wednesday night but if i know something's happening like i'll kind of get wind oh i'll check this episode out or check that episode out but i don't know the take i only really watch the takeover specials now right i mean it has lost something in the last year it lost all its stars, essentially. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they've been cherry-picking the biggest stars of NXT to go to the main roster, while obviously the ones that don't make it to the main roster are on NXT still for a reason. Yeah. I would love to see Sanity, though. I actually, I... Yeah. Just everything about that group I just loved. Yep. From, like, just the music, the the package, just everything. I'm, like, I'm really, really pulling for those guys to make an appearance on the main roster. So just, for nothing else, just because it's such a cool gimmick and it's just such a cool group of guys. similar guy debuting from England. Uh, his real name's Tommy End, but they repackaged him as something black. I can't remember his first name. But he's supposed to be, like, that gothic kind of, I don't know, I, I bet you guys would dig him. He's he's gonna be on the takeover show actually. Oh, that'd be really cool. So, what else? Just out of curiosity, the whole um, was it the United Kingdom title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that are they doing anything with that? It actually was defended at uh, there's a company called Progress Wrestling, and they had a show in Orlando, and WWE let let them defend the belt. Really. So it's, it's a it's a slow burn. It's gonna get. I think it's gonna be like this item that just gets passed around to smaller companies, and you kind of doc. Maybe you'll follow one guy from show to show as he defends it. Yeah. Which I think is a genius I would, a way of using it, because then you can have the Japanese title. You can have the I don't know Mexico title. I mean, it's a cool enough concept. It's just, you know, to me, it. it's just, I don't know, I, I would like to see it be more than just, like, a, a kind of a gimmicky, like, the WWE Network goes back to England and, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do yeah. this now. I do like that they've kept it, like, separate. It's not like, oh, and you're drafted to SmackDown, so now this is just another championship. This is the European Championship. Yeah. Where it doesn't mean anything. It's just this blank slate. So it's like, at least... Okay, you're working towards doing something with this, obviously. You haven't just relegated to a show and forgotten about it. So I kinda I kinda like that they've kept it off TV. Yeah. Well, I mean and that's the Oh, you know what we did? Yeah. Oh yeah, finish finish up. Oh no, I I was like midway through a brain fart of a thought, so <laughs> No, I was gonna say, uh we didn't actually talk about the Shane and AJ match. <sighs> I you know I, I don't exactly know where I'm at with that one. It could be great. I don't think it will be, but AJ gives me confidence that you know what I could be wrong. So, Sean, you have any thoughts on that one? 
I just know there's going to be a big spot with Shane McMahon in <laughs> that. That'll be like the highlight of it. Yeah. I think I, uh, I just, I was hoping for so much more for AJ and his second WrestleMania that I just, and that's, I was, I was so looking forward to, I thought I'm like, they're going to pull the trigger and we're going to get Finn Balor and AJ. That would Cause been cool. it lined up. It would have been so amazing. You would have had the outside stuff of like, you know, the Bullet Club. Like people would be like, "Oh, who's, who's who?" You know, you could have done shit where you grabbed Gallows and Anderson. Maybe they're playing around outside. You don't know who, who they're gonna help. Uh, fuck, you could have grabbed like the Bullet Club actually from New Japan and be like, "Here's tickets for front row if you want to come sit." I mean, that would have been, I just feel like for WWE, they're, they're more concerned with WWE than they are with anything outside of the WWE universe, so to speak. Sure. But in terms of like creating that, like one match, the fans are going to be like, holy shit. Like I didn't expect them to do this. Yeah. I think that would have been the place to do it. No, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think that would have been awesome. I just, I just feel like Vince is set in his ways. I feel like Triple H probably would have been down for trying something like that considering that he's instrumental in bringing all those guys in yeah i just you know i i still think that vince is still very much set in his ways sure which is really really unfortunate yeah i mean they're, they're still i mean god what was it um what was the former ring announcer? He just he, he's releasing a book, or he's just about to put out a book. Oh, uh, Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. Yeah, no, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually saying that basically that's kind of how he was writing about how stifled that the creative staff at WWE are, and pretty much a lot of fans were just so bummed, <laughs> just so bummed because they were just like, yeah, that sounds about right actually. <laughs> but I mean. I mean, going forward, post-mania, I mean, do you guys what do you do you guys have any predictions for what's going to happen in terms of? Um, uh, I'm interested to see how like the Triple H, Samoa Joe, uh, Kevin Owens kind of relationship evolves. Right. I hope there's some kind of like stable thing with all those guys. So. No, I I'm. I mean, going ahead here, I mean, any bold sort of like, because following Mania, you kind of get into that doldrum of wrestling, which, of course, they, they try to, you know, kind of gain momentum leading into SummerSlam. It may be too early to call, but do either of you have a bold prediction for this year's SummerSlam main event? I'm going to say Finn versus Brock, because I want to see that. <laughs> I feel like that to them that to them is like a safe SummerSlam main event. Right. I think. Any thoughts on that one, Sean? I couldn't even tell you. I I, I like I, I still watch the product, but I'm not as heavily invested in it. I'd be like, oh I wanna see this, I wanna see that. Lately it's right. been okay, when are you gonna, you know, surprise me with something because you know kind of more of like a Kind of more like a fair weather fan kind of deal. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I, I can't necessarily blame you because, I mean, again, if you're really only following Raw, which for the most part, I will say, even as a, a big fan, I, I try to. I've been getting better at watching SmackDown, but I mean, for the most part, it's mainly Raw, and Raw has just been such a dumpster fire of a show. It really has. It's just been so disappointing. But, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So, I mean, <laughs> so do either of you guys have any closing thoughts regarding Hall of Fame tonight, which should be in about a half hour, a little less than that, or yep. the event itself? I'm just looking forward to it. Like I, I typically do now enjoy the Hall of Fame ceremony. The previous years, it's kind of lackluster for me, but, you know. It's great to see Kurt Angle on WWE TV again. I will say, uh, great performer, excellent wrestler, terrible human being. <laughs> if it's fair to say that, I, I personally, I think it is. Not an ideal person. He's he's got his merits. He's got his faults. 
probably more faults than uh, merits. I, I, I will I will have to say that. But sure. I mean, I, I'm definitely I, I will be at least be looking for. I mean, not, well, speaking of Raw, before we wrap up, uh, the vacancy left by McFoley of the as the general manager of Raw. Do we see Angle potentially stepping in and taking that over? I think it works if he does. It gets him back on TV, and then from there you can kind of build towards a match. A match. I don't want to see him back full time. If he had, I don't know. I don't want to say the young. I'm trying to think of like a name. Maybe a Jericho. Less than a Jericho. Less than a Jericho. More than a Triple H. Yeah. Schedule. I want to see Commissioner Slaughter again. (laughs) (laughs) That's only because I think Sean is, is just hoping that if Slaughter gets back into like the mainstream, somehow it'll it'll like revive gi joe and then we'll get the sudden slaughter of gi joe back yes <laughs> you said you said the cut do you mean gi joe the animated series or are we talking about another gi joe are, are we talking about the gi joe man more specifically oh gi joe man sorry come back that's because then side gimmick he's a you know a skater boy whoops <laughs> see here's the thing you ne- you never quite get away from GI Joe man it's just not it's just not possible I mean it, it's always your that's your gimmick for life well what I'm, what I'm really hoping for for a next year's Hall of Fame obviously you know there's so many great names that you go in <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm I'm gonna cast my ballot now. All right, guys, and I'm, I'm dead serious. This is a very serious moment for me. I'm going to petition for Joe, G.I. Joe Man, Maloney to be inducted into the WWE class of 2018. You know I'm putting that Photoshop together tonight, right? And who I'm hoping inducts him is none other than the Stone and Stunner. <laughs> Oh, none well, of you were kids okay. with us when we did backyard wrestling, so you have no concept of how awful these gimmicks are. Well, because Jason's saying, you know, you're that gimmick for life. I, I just thought of something. G.I. Joe is our Federation's equivalent of doing. <laughs> there, there's, there's, your, there's your graphic for the show, Jason. It's a picture of yep. Joe Maloney as G.I. Joe with the equal sign, Doink the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to Doink's credit, at least he he had some badass cameos and some cool-ass WWF at the time related video games. So, I mean, if you could even entertain what kind of – how cool it would be to have G.I. Joe Man in the WrestleMania, the arcade game. What a maneuver. <laughs> and any time that's uttered, it's just when Joe stands up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I broke shot. <laughs> well, see, the reason why it's so funny for these these two, or specifically Sean, is because Sean had to work with GI Joe Man in two backyard wrestling promotions. Oh man, I forgot about that. Shut your mouth. Okay, Jason, you really need to like excavate some of your your old because i know uh, mine are i'll pull them out mine are just in the abyss there's there's like no evidence that i even had a backyard wrestling federation however you are the the conduit between us the listeners and the gi joe man <laughs> yeah i'll unearth that shit so if you're listening to the show right now all two of you yeah, you gotta tweet me though you have to tw- tweet me have- if i get a couple tweets you have to tweet. I'll, I'll, re- I'll release those. You have to tweet Jason, hashtag, bring us the G.I. Joe man. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Hashtag, bring us the G.I. Joe man. <laughs> you want to hear the worst part? And, of course, you, you know, the show. We'll, we'll do our fin- I But I do have to state this because this is just brilliant. So... When Jason and I, we've touched upon this in the Microsoft commentary special, there was a point where 
my group of people tried to bring Jason in, and we're going to try and recruit Jason's people. Somehow, some way, there was a turncoat in my federation, if you will. <laughs> and it's it, funny enough, he was not only a turncoat, but he was a fat guy in a little coat. And his name, <laughs> and his name was G.I. Joe, man. I mentioned the fat guy thing because um, so Joe was trying to be sneaky. And we were doing, we were filming in um, Nick Gregory's backyard. Now this kid, Nick Gregory, was literally two houses down from Joe. And Joe sold us his whole line of BS about how he was sick, he couldn't make the show, whatever. We saw him on his bicycle, um, in his army fatigues, trying to look very inconspicuous, so like thinking we wouldn't see him. So we had a, a package prepared for him with a with a television screen that would show the whole neighborhood. This. Uh, package where it was um, that year China had just posed nude in Playboy and we had photoshopped Joe's head on China's naked body <laughs> and blasted fat guy in a little coat <laughs> it, it, over the course of the show I think we did six or seven times it, that was our equivalent of like guerrilla warfare to smoke Joe out of his house now, if that gets a mess now, I mean, I granted, I know he's married and has two kids, but he does drive around in a um, a, a nondescript cop car as, as a news stringer. I, I can't help but feel partially responsible for his fate. <laughs> so that that is why I'm I'm gonna be the bigger man here, and I'm I'm going I'm going to not only get the footage of this iconic. And I, I, I don't, I mean that with utmost sincerity, this iconic performer. And I also get him into the 2018 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Will you indeed induct him? And again, don't. We should try for him to get the Warrior Award. The what award? The Warrior Award. Or, oh my God, even better. Let's not even have him inducted as a performer. Let's get him inducted as a warrior. <laughs> Well, on that note, this has been Mark's on commentary. I'm Eddie Brophy. I'm Jason Smith. I just kind of stumbled in here, but my name's Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Sean already missed his cue. <laughs> and to reiterate, uh, we will be back really soon. Um, we're going to have like a production studio to work out of very shortly. So the future looks bright for the show. So bright that we have to wear shades. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs>